0: Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. I'm Kevin Brownlee, and this is a series called Improve Your Job, where we will teach the most relevant, practical Bible passages relating to your job, so you can improve your job And work as if working for the Lord. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is the second episode in our series of how to improve your job. And if you haven't listened to the first one, you need to go back and listen to it, mostly because they kind of build on each other. One of my first jobs back when I was around 18 or 19 was on a pipeline crew in the oil fields in Wyoming three young guys and myself were on this crew and a foreman and us three guys the foreman called hands (laughs) it's a term describing our job of unloading pipe from a trailer and going and getting tools and helping the welders Um, and a lot of times just walking along the trench on the rolling hills of the high prairie in central wyoming (laughs) but the The trailer that had all of the pipe on it was towed by a caterpillar bulldozer and when it would wind its way along the pipeline trench whenever it came to a a big hill that trailer could pop off of that pintle hitch a pintle hitch is basically a hitch that looks like a big letter c so if you take your index finger and your thumb and kind of touch them together that's kind of what a pintle hitch is and then you have a a circular thing that goes in between there, and then it clamps down on that circular part. Well, the trailer had a regular uh, 2 and 5 sixteenths ball hitch on, on the end. So we would stick that thing on the lower part of that pintle C and then clamp the top down and hope it held. And sometimes it didn't. It would just pop right up off, and the tongue of the trailer would go flying up in the air, and the pipe would slide off the back end. The bulldozer operator shouted back to us as we approached a a big hill one time, you hands all sit on that trailer tongue to keep it from popping off. All I could think of was the combined weight of these guys was nowhere near the weight needed to offset the back end weight of that trailer with all that pipe on it. And if that did pop off, it would catapult us through the air like ragdolls flying through the air. So I asked. What if we aren't able to hold it down, and we go flying when it pops off? To which the operator replied, Well, we can always get more of you hands, but this equipment and pipe, that gets expensive. (laughs) The other guys laughed and laughed, and they climbed on and gave me a look like, You better obey him, or the three of us will surely die, and you'll be the blame. Well, obedience was a lesson I learned that day, and the trailer didn't pop off. And I got a free ride up the hill. And that's what we're going to talk about today is obedience. And we get that from our Ephesians 6, 5 through 9 passage, which is the passage we're using to make the Bible relevant to your daily life at your job. And it will improve your job when we obey what it says, when we do what what God's Word says. I guarantee you it will improve your job. It says, Bondservants, servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in sincerity of heart as to Christ. So we talked about bond servants last time and what that incredible word means and how we can learn from it to improve our job and to work as God wants us to work. The next is obedience. Yeah. That's a tough word for a lot of us independent folk here in Montana and Wyoming and the rest of the country. We Americans are very independent. And obedience kind of goes against our grain. Maybe that's why God says that we're to be obedient to our boss or to our human masters, which is what the original Greek means when it says, according to the flesh. Remember, it says, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. That's basically one word, and it means your human master or your boss. We are to be obedient to our bosses, our supervisors, whomever we answer to at our job. And if you're a business owner, you still answer to somebody, probably the bank. (laughs) And we're to do so with fear and trembling. Being obedient with fear and trembling is a very powerful way of saying with respect for their authority. If someone is over you, whether you call them your boss or your supervisor or the board of directors, you are to be obedient to them, to treat them with respect and to recognize their authority, even if you don't think they deserve it. Yes, I actually said that even if you don't think they deserve it. That's what Paul is saying here. The phrase, with fear and trembling, also seems to say, be a little bit afraid of your boss. If you are afraid of your boss, you'll want to do everything you can to please your boss. Not let your boss down, and always make your boss proud of you, and not wanting to get in trouble. Think of someone you are or have been afraid of. Maybe your thoughts go back to your childhood when you were you know, afraid of your dad, or your teacher, or even your coach. You were humbled, without pride, and devoted to doing what they say so as to not upset them, and out of respect for their position and authority. Think of that person telling you to do something. You were probably trembling in your shoes and answered, yes, sir. Right away, sir. You won't be disappointed, sir. That is precisely the attitude Paul is telling us to have when he says, be obedient with fear and trembling. Additionally, here's a parallel to think about. We're told dozens of times in the Bible to fear the Lord. That same fear, as described in this passage... Is found in Proverbs 9.10, which says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It is wise to have a proper fear of the Lord. It is just as wise to have a proper fear of our boss, to cause us to obey and serve our boss just as we are to obey and serve the Lord. Again, with fear and trembling, with respect because of their authority. And their position. And trembling? Yeah, that's just a way of saying, be a little bit afraid. Because that will cause you to want to do what they say. It's a way of putting blue jeans on being obedient. Now, the two terms that were mentioned there, obedience and pride. Do you remember I said pride? Pride. Both of those words represent issues God is constantly teaching us about. The words are the antithesis of each other. You cannot have them both. You can only have one, but not the other. So let's take a closer look at the meaning of those words so we can more clearly understand them. Obedience is at the very heart of being a good employee, as well as a servant of God and should be your attitude in your heart, too. And in your heart, I mean your innermost, deepest parts. Okay, so way down deep, you need to be obedient. The Greek word for obedience Paul uses here is is "hupakoō." I don't know if I said that right, but it means to hear under as a subordinate. That is, to listen attentively to, to heed or conform to a command or authority. It means to hearken, to be obedient, to obey. All of those descriptions work and they all should be part of your obedience to your boss. You are to set aside your desires and accomplish the desires of your boss. It's basically an attitude or a frame of mind. Obedience to your boss can sometimes be very hard, especially if your boss is tough to work for, or is less knowledgeable or experienced than you are, younger than you are, or doesn't appreciate your hard work or even care to notice. The severity of the difficulty obeying your boss depends on two things, your faith in God and your pride. Romans 13 tells us that all authority placed over us is put there by God. Wow. Not only does God know the kind of boss you have, he put that person as your boss. Obedience is at the very heart of being a good employee. Maybe, just maybe, or even quite possibly, the boss you have is put there by God because God is probably trying to teach you to be humble, teach you humility, and to get pride out of your life. Pride is a sin that God really doesn't like because I think that pride is the very first sin that ever was committed and was the cause of all of the sins and bad things ever since. And I think it all started back when Satan or Lucifer, who was God's most beautiful created being, his angel that was just beautiful, decided one day he wanted to be just like God. He wanted to be God. And pride got in him, and he said, I will be just like the Most High. I will be like God, and I will this, and I will that. And you know the rest of the story. It all goes down through him tempting Adam and Eve, and just making life miserable for so many of us. (laughs) All started with pride, and that's why God doesn't like pride. And you may have some pride, and maybe he's using your boss to knock that out of you. Just a thought. So if you have a difficult boss, please don't complain about it. Certainly don't blame God, as if he made a mistake. It's okay to ask God, why did you give me this difficult boss? through all the hardships Job went through in the Old Testament. Remember that story about Job? He never blamed God, but he did a whole lot of asking God why. And I think God taught him at the end. So you will know later, probably. But instead of focusing on asking God why, ask God these questions. How can I serve you, God, even though I have this boss? Or, can you please give me strength to show my boss a Christ-like attitude today? Or, what do I need to learn from you under this boss? Several years ago, I got a new Chevy pickup, 1500, and it started having a vibration. And I could not figure out what that vibration was coming from it was coming from the back so I thought probably it was in the rear end somewhere Um, it was just out of warranty so it was up to me to fix it (laughs) and the more that I thought about that vibration even though it was very minimal and my wife said she could hardly even notice and probably didn't even notice until I mentioned it but it just started bothering me bothering me so much that I really learned to hate that truck I didn't want to drive it. I just was so mad that I bought it. And it's like, am I going to have to buy a Ford now? <laughs> Don't write me emails. I'm just telling you a story, I'm trying to make a point here. <laughs> so I just got to wear everything about that truck I didn't like, even the radio I didn't like, windshield, couldn't see out well enough. I mean, I just came up with all these things as to why I did not like the truck. It all started with that vibration. Well, one day I noticed that one of my tires in the rear was getting low on air. So I took it into a tire shop. So they took it off and did their thing and brought back to me a 16-penny nail that they pulled out of that tire. I mean, those are big, and I didn't even see it. And he said, I bet this was really making this thing feel out of balance, wasn't it? So he fixed the, the tire, rebalanced it. He said he did. Anyway, put it on and no more vibration. So that little thing caused me to hate that truck and everything about it. Is there something going on like that at your job? Maybe there's something about your boss that you just don't like and you deserve better and you deserve to not have a job that has a boss like that, and you start pointing out every little detail and every little thing, whether real or not, of why you don't like things there, don't do that. Don't do that. Remember again that everything that comes to you was approved by God. Don't be a complainer or a grumbler, not even to God in your prayers. The root of complaining is sinful pride. Pride says you deserve better than this. You are better than your boss. You don't need to put up with this. I can't work here anymore. I need a different job. I need a different boss. Remember, the Israelites complained and complained and it prolonged their stay in the wilderness 40 years. Hmm, I just wonder... If complaining about your boss, God will stick you in that job for 40 years until you get over that complaining or retire. I'm not saying he will, but it makes me think because of the Israelites and their complaining and they were stuck in a dead-end wilderness and their only pay was manna. It could be. Again, remember, everything that comes to you was approved by God. God for your benefit and you may not see it now but you may be able to see it later many of the times that i wasn't very happy in a situation or what was going on i later learned that i learned a lot from that i'm actually kind of glad i went through that he may not have sent you a difficult boss but he is allowing it for some reason Hmm. look for those reasons and avoid complaining about it. You should daily ask yourself, does my boss see Christ in me? Or does he see an unhappy complainer, high maintenance and difficult to be around, no different than anyone else? You see, James 1 tells us that trials and hardships come our way to teach us things, such as patience, endurance, and Christ-likeness, and eventually to glorify God. James even goes as far as to say that when those things happen, count it all joy, because your faith is being tested. You'll find out what your faith is really like. So if you have a difficult boss, your attitude and how you handle yourself is a good indication of your faith in God. It's a good indication of your spiritual maturity. So whether you have a difficult boss or even a wonderful boss, obedience is something that we need to do, and it's probably something that God is trying to teach you. Obedience to your boss and obedience to God go hand in hand. Let me say that again. Obedience to your boss and obedience to God go hand in hand. One thing needs to be said here, and some of you probably have already arrived at this. Even though we are to be obedient towards our boss, we are not to violate biblical standards. And there may come a time when you are asked to do something against the Bible. In that instance, with prayer, godly counsel, and godly wisdom, disobedience may be necessary. But you've got to make sure that they know why you're disobeying. See, your disobedience in that instance, whether it be something like your boss asks you to lie about something, or maybe pad a change order so that you can get some money to buy some tools or something, or even not pay a bill, even though you have the means to do that, must include a biblically based explanation as to why you are disobeying. Again, your response and your reasons must be biblical. And you must make them known. Don't just quit and walk away. You're doing a disservice to God and maybe to your boss who might need to learn a lesson. (laughs) God makes sure that you know he wants you to be obedient to your boss. In addition to our Ephesians passage, uh, Colossians 3.22 says, Bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. That adds a nice little element in there. Not with eye service as men pleasers. In other words, don't be obedient just when your boss is looking. Be obedient all the time, okay? My dad drilled into me to always maintain and have good godly character, even when no one is looking. In fact, he would even say, your character, your true character, comes out when no one is watching. Also, Paul instructed Titus to teach his congregation or his church, which includes all of us, <laughs> to work with obedience. In Titus 2, 9-10, he said, "...bondservants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative." not pilfering, but showing all good faith so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. I think that's a verse you should underline in your Bible. Titus 2, 9 through 10. That really says a lot, doesn't it? We're to be well-pleasing. We are not to argue with our boss, not pilfering. I think that means having an attitude that, I need to get paid more, so I'm gonna steal some office supplies to compensate. Or I'm gonna give fifty minutes for my sixty minutes of pay. I'm not gonna give full effort or something similar. Don't do that. We're to show all good faith. Faith is kind of a generic term for being a Christian. We're to show our boss that we're a Christian, to be Christ like. Which is why he says, so that you adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. The NIV renders the last part of that in a way that we can really relate to our job to try to please them, not talk back to them, and not to steal from them, but to show that you, employee, can be fully trusted, so that in every way you will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive. So that maybe you stand out. There's something different about you. And your boss may say, Wow, you just have a great attitude all the time. And you're obedient. And you don't steal like the other people do. There's something different about you. Why is that? And that's when Peter says, Have a ready answer. When someone comes and asks you questions like that. And I think you know what the answer is. It's called the gospel of Christ. (laughs) So, be fully trustable. Did I say trustable? Is that a word? Being trustworthy. (laughs) Be compliant and obedient in every way in your job. And that is a great way to be a good witness for Christ to your boss and to others. And it's also how you can improve your job. I mean, if some of you are bosses, Don't you really appreciate the employees who are obedient, who do what you say, who you can count on, who have a good attitude, who have a Christ-like demeanor about them, who are hard workers and tough and do their job without complaining? So if you're an employee, be like that. And not only will your job improve, but your opportunities for advancement Will improve. One of the ways that we can glorify God in my book, Your Glorious Endeavor, is obedience in chapter 5. So I would suggest getting that book. It's available anywhere books are sold and reading that chapter on obedience. And I will prove to you in that chapter that being obedient to God and God's word is not limiting, it is freeing. You will have a much more freeing life when you obey. You will have a much more freeing job if you obey. Give it a try. And you'll be surprised how well it works. Because God tells us to. And He will honor your obedience. Thank you for listening, folks. I sure appreciate the comments, and I do appreciate you purchasing my book because when you glorify God, your life improves and God is glorified and that's super cool. And I know that some of you have even called me and said, could you send me a bunch more? I want to give them to my friends. So if you want that, let me know. I can I can arrange that. <laughs> okay, so thank you again for that. Thanks for listening. And remember, there is a lot of helpful information and little short blog articles on my website, bluejeanschristian.com. And that's also a way that you can connect with me and send me some comments and ask me some questions that maybe I can answer them during the next podcast or two. In the next episode, next Tuesday, I will cover another way to improve your job. You won't want to miss that one. All right, folks. See you later.